Yo, 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 what up, dogs? And welcome to the 17th episode of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panter, and as always, I'm here with my very good buddies, Micah Burge. What's up, y'all? And Nathan McDonald. What's up, everybody? Yes, Nathan, we are recording. This is live. We are <laughs> podcasting right now. And I had to make sure if we... <laughs> I would never just, let such a thing happen. And if this, I let an amazing intro like that go without being recorded, we'd, we'd it, be in trouble. No, <laughs> good. Uh, that's, why, that's why we pay you the big bucks. Uh, no, but this is two nights before the NFL draft, and we are coming to yes. you live from our houses. And uh, we are <laughs> very excited... Um, today's episode is going to be a little bit, uh, I guess we'll call it free form. Um, we're going to start out going over what we think the top 10 picks of the draft are going to be, um, and see where we have consensus. We might have a couple of arguments and some hash outs there. Um, and then from there, we're going to go positionally, just go through with the first and second round, um, which receivers, which running backs, which quarterbacks we think are going in the first to second rounds, where we like them to go slash think they might go, um, uh, tight end, you know, there's maybe one or two tight ends we'll talk about as well. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of, you know, some of this will be, uh, I don't know. Uh, let me ask you guys, when you mocked or when you made these decisions, were you picking where you want the players to go, like in your perfect world, or were you more picking what you think they're going to do? I'll let you start, Micah. Oh, no, I did it as where I think they're going to get drafted. Um, I think that's just the best way to look at it because even though I'm going to want this guy to go to this team for reasons, it still may not happen. So I always try to go by, like, who, if I had to, like, fill it out like a March Madness form – like that's how I would do it and how like the draft is going to shake out. And I'm probably going to be wrong because everyone's wrong on mock drafts and everything, but you know, it would be nice you know, get at least like the top 10, right? Be all for that. Nathan, was your process similar or was it more um, kind of what you would do as the GM versus what you think is going to happen? No, it was uh, more predictive. So what I kind of okay. think is going to happen. Okay. Yeah, I'd say the same is for me as well. I mean, um, you know, uh, there might have been a pick or two where I wasn't 100% sure, so I went with the guy that I'd like to see there. That might have been a tiebreaker for me, I'd say. Um, but, uh, you know, I tried to be as as uh, impartial and unbiased as possible. But, yeah, um, I think there's not really any news to cover other than we're super excited for the draft that is going to happen in less than 48 hours. But... Um, nothing has been kind of crickets as far as trades or signings or anything of that nature. There's been a couple of uh, notable extensions, but you know, I don't think that's really worth us talking about. So, um, I will jump right into this. It's pretty much shock who the first two picks are going to be. Um, so, you know, I'll go ahead and just say for me, it's Trevor Lawrence to the Jacksonville Jaguars and Zach Wilson to the New York jets. Micah, I'll start with you. Um, is that also the chalk that you have on the board? Uh, you know, to maybe talk about those picks. And if you don't, I'd love to hear why you don't or who the shocking uh, person you have that isn't that would be. Uh, I would be stunned if it's not Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson going one and two. Um, I mean, it's 100% sure Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jags. I don't, there's no way they pick anybody else. And then I'm like 90% sure Zach Wilson's going to go. And if he doesn't, I think Justin Fields goes to the Jets. That's the only way that Wilson doesn't go number two. But 
I'm pretty confident it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and then Zach Wilson, the first two picks off the board. Yeah, what about you, Nathan? Is that the case for you as well? Yeah, I think these two picks have been locked in for a while now. So it's going to be Lawrence and Wilson one and two. Um, Like very small, small chance that uh, Justin Fields goes uh, to the Jets. But I I think very strongly this is going to be Wilson here. So I think uh, the draft – uh, I think it really starts at number four with the Falcons, but a lot of people say it starts at number three with the 49ers. So that that's when things will get interesting. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I'm, so, I'm the only one of us here that has Justin Fields actually ranked above Zach Wilson. But that being said, that still didn't lead me to put Justin Fields at, at uh, going to the Jets at two. It's all signs completely point to Zach Wilson. Now, maybe it is, maybe they will just completely throw us off like the Browns did with Baker or, you know, what we found out like a day before that the Browns were looking at Baker, I remember, and everybody thought it was going to be Darnold. Mm-hmm. But I really do think it's going to be Zach Wilson, and that's coming from the guy that thinks that Justin Fields is is uh, a better quarterback than him. So um, <clears throat> that being said, do you guys, I mean, I, I think most people feel okay about the, the Jaguar landing spot with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously they have some holes to fill, but there are some good positional players there. I'm not sure that I feel quite the same about Jets. And I kind of mentioned this last episode. Um, I know you guys are both a little bit higher on Zach Wilson. Do you guys feel good about him right away? You know, with the options he has, basically Corey Davis being his number one receiver, um, you know, no tight end, really no running back at the moment. Um, yeah. Do, do you guys feel like this is kind of a trap landing spot or do you guys, you know, still feel happy about him going to the jets? I just feel like if he went anywhere besides the jets, I would feel better about Zach Wilson, but maybe that's just me. I'll let you start Nathan. No, cause honestly, I think he's going to be doing a lot of stuff that he's really good at with Michael floor being, um, the old passing game coordinator with the 49ers. I think he's going to be doing a lot of bootleg plays, um, I project them to get a running back in the second round. So I I think they're going to rely on a good running game. They have, you know, they just drafted a very good offensive line. Um, so I think they're going to use that to their advantage. And I think Michael Floor is going to play to Wilson's strengths and get him to be throwing on the run, kind of doing a little bit of what Mahomes and Kyler Murray do and, uh, you know, scramble when necessary. But uh, I'd imagine that they're going to be trying to surround him with a lot of weapons here in this draft. So, um, no, I I know the name the Jets sounds scary, but I really do think they're going to, um, you know, it's not as bad of a landing spot as some people think. All right. And what about you, Mike? Do you agree with Nathan? I I don't think it's a bad landing spot, but I want to wait till after the draft because – I mean, I don't know they're, they're going to spend as much draft capital on offense, but they can easily take Zach Wilson, Najee at the end of the first, Terrace Marshall early second, and get like Tommy Trimble in the third or fourth. And they could really revitalize that offense. Like that's a ton of rookies to play in, but he's still got Corey Davis. Keelan Cole was underrated with the Jaguars. Um, so, and like you said about LaFleur being there, um, I'll just wait and see after the draft where I like bring him, but that's just for this year. Cause they're eventually going to get weapons behind like, you know, for him, if it's not like his rookie season, like going forward and he's got the talent. So he's going to be good with the jets. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think, you know, I do trust, uh, Robert Sala and I do trust, uh, uh, Mike, Lef- Matt, 
Mike LaFleur. Mike, um, Mike LaFleur. Mike. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, it's not that I doubt them at all. I just think maybe it's going to take a year or two. I just don't think he's going to land right there. And I just don't think there's going to be enough around him to put up prolific numbers just from a fantasy perspective. That being said, uh, maybe I'm wrong, you know, and, and I just, uh, I just think whoever goes to the Jets out of all these landing spots, I'm the least excited about. It has nothing to do with Zach Wilson. But. And, and it's understandable. They're the, they're the Jets. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to make fun of them, but they have, have a track record of making various mistakes. Right. So I mean, it's completely the only, understandable. Relevant, the only relevant quarterback in our lifetime they've had is what? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. So, Chad that, Pennington. That wasn't, neither of them were very relevant at all. So anyways, let's move yeah. on. This I is just all wanted... coming from a Browns fan, ladies and gentlemen. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> hey, hey, they, got, they got Baker now. Yeah. <laughs> See, it can turn around. Yes. No, you're right. I, 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 but even with Baker, it took, it took some time, took about three head coaches, but yeah. anyways, we'll see. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned it, uh, Nathan, and I'll let you start it out here um, with number three people, analyst, everybody saying the draft starts here. You're pretty certain of what you think. And we've talked about this on the show. We have a bet going on me, Micah and Nathan. Uh, so, you know, not to spoil the picks here, but uh, here, why don't you just get into it, Nathan, and tell the people who you think is going three and why. It's Matt Jones. I've been saying it ever since they turned it up to number three. And everything so far has, you know, led me to confirm that, um, you know, like Schefter, Peter King, a bunch of the people, uh, it's have either confirmed that they believe it's Mac Jones, uh, Chris Sims is in that, or a lot of, you know, some of the recent talk has also mentioned Trey Lance in there as it being between those two guys. Um, but, you know, the way they're set up to win now, the way they're talking about trading Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, think, think Kyle Shanahan had some, something. Uh, when asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, he said, like, uh, I I can't even confirm if any of us are going to be alive tomorrow, let alone on the roster. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, I it's not promising. <laughs> so, if they're looking to get rid of Jimmy G and trade him, it makes me think they're, they're going to be getting a guy that's uh, very pro-ready and quick in his progressions and stuff. So, I, I believe that's Mac Jones. I've said that a lot in the QB podcast that we covered. So, um yeah, I I fully believe I'll put I have put quite a bit of money down and uh, feel very good about it that Mac Jones is going number three here. Yep. Yeah. And what what about you, Micah? Where where are you at? Right. Uh, who do you have going? Has the has the Trey Lance hype made you lean anywhere from where we originally were going with the, the third pick, or who who are you mocking at the third pick? Obviously, it's Justin Fields. I did. He, he's going to go three. I, I just don't see how Shanahan doesn't see in fields what could be just an amazing player. And like I've said before, with how I think the league's going to go where you need more of a mobile quarterback. So I just think Kyle Shanahan is not going to pass him on the opportunity of Justin Fields. And I think this is all just smoke screens and not let the Jets second guess themselves. So they make sure the Jets take Zach Wilson. So, but I do understand where you're coming from with the Mac Jones thing. A lot of like signs point there, you know, Shanahan thinking, oh, my offense is going to be the best I can have is just someone who can make reads. They don't need to be able to run. And he's made Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan um, good quarterbacks and have great seasons. So I, I understand, but I still think it's going to be fields. But I'm not as – I wouldn't be as stunned now as I was like a month ago when we made the bet about Mac Jones. I, I'm more open to it happening, but I still think it would be fields and I'd be shot if it wasn't fields. Yeah, and I'm pretty much with you, Micah. I mean, you you made a lot of the 
points I would make here. I mean, look, Nathan, you 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 named a lot of names that I trust and that I know are way more connected than I will ever be in in the industry of football and to teams. And so it's not that I I just can't look. And it maybe if the 49ers were just naturally here at the third pick, it wouldn't be so mind blowing to me. I just I literally cannot wrap my mind around the fact that somebody would trade three first round picks for a man named Michael McCorkle Jones. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's, it's not that I think Mac Jones is bad. I just don't think even in the past couple of drafts, he would have been a top three quarterback and, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but here well, I have here, just better than Tua. even his teammates said so. That, that okay that, that, that might be that might be one example but but I have Justin Fields going here I, I know the hype with Trey Lance and Mac Jones it is just mine it, it blows my mind that 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 Justin Fields is the one name left out of that especially Trey Lance over Justin Fields so I was less less uh you know I was hesitant to believe the smokescreen theory but I think that's what this is at this point. I really do think that Justin Fields uh, is the guy that they want, and they're really hoping that the that the Jets don't pull a fast one and get get uh, Justin Fields at the two spot. Um, but that being said, that's the only team that they could be trying to fake out here. If they're not trying to do that, then it's probably going to be Mac Jones, and I've just got to bite the bullet, and I'm going to have to pay Nathan fifty dollars for it. But uh, yeah, I really do think Justin Fields is is going to be the pick here. I mean, he's he has the arm talent. He has the decision-making. He has the athleticism, and he's the second-fastest 40-time for any quarterback uh, in the modern era. So I just have to believe that any coach seeing that – I don't understand how Zach Wilson gets taken over him, but I cannot fathom that Mac Jones gets taken over him. So Justin Fields, three. Could be wrong, but I'm put, putting my guns down. But, uh, yeah, for there – is where it really gets interesting. And, uh, mm. of course, all of our team is the Falcons. We all root. That is our one shared love. And, um, guys, I'd love to hear what you guys think is going to happen at this spot. So, Mike, I'll let you start and hear what you think is going to happen here at the four spot. So, this, is, this might be a hot take, and it's a reason why I really want the 49ers to take Justin Fields. I think even if Justin Fields is on the board at four – and Matt Jones goes number three, dude. I think the Falcons are taking Trey Lance. I do, even if Fields is on the board, I have a feeling that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot love Trey Lance, and I just and I think that's why we haven't moved the pick. I think we're gonna trade Julio before the season starts. We're gonna let Trey Lance sit behind Matt Ryan this year, and then trade Matt Ryan next off season, and then have Trey Lance start after that. And I really think they're going to start reshaping the Falcons and they're going to go into a soft rebuild, I have a feeling. And I think it's coming from a place of age with Julio and Matt Ryan and just cap space situation because we're just so screwed on cap. And if we could at least get somewhat of some draft capital out of it, I can see them. That's why they want to start moving on and restart. And, dude, I just have a feeling they love Trey Lance. And we're just going to end up drafting him at four. And that's my hot take. That I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that is just – I've had an epiphany last night. I've been feeling it all day, and I just have some reason feeling that I'm going to see Trey Lance walk across that stage and grab a Falcons jersey Thursday night. Hey, I uh, 
I don't know how I'd feel about it. I don't want us to take a quarterback in general. And look, I'm a huge Trey Lance fan. I guess I'd be okay with it. To me, it just signals rebuild. And I guess I just don't want to, I want to see my team compete at the end of the day. But that being said, if it happens, I will embrace it and I will embrace Trey Lance. And I want to piggyback on and jump on next here for my number four take, because I have the same player, but I do not have the same player going to the same team. So um, I have my first trade in my mock draft and I have what both what I want to happen and what I think uh, they're going to do. And that's to trade back. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really tempting not to take a Kyle Pitts here. That would be an awesome addition to our offense. Uh, But that being said, I think we're going to trade with the uh, Denver Broncos. Now I kind of have some rough estimates. I had uh, that they give us a second this year and a second next year, along with their uh, number nine pick. So, you know, maybe we could get more for that. Maybe we could get less. I don't, you know, it's a three spot move. Uh, I'm sorry, a five spot move. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I just, I, it's, I, it was kind of hard for me to calculate value. So I kind of just, you know, half-assed them. But uh, with that being said, the Denver Broncos now have the fourth pick and I have them taking Trey Lance. And uh, for me, you know, most of the landing spots with Trey Lance, I do think he's going to sit and learn. But I think with the Broncos, he has a rare opportunity to look, you know, you're not going to be as bad as the guy we have who was the 33rd ranked quarterback in most statistics when there's 32 teams, and that's Drew Locke. And, uh, you know, you're not going to do worse than this guy, so we're going to throw you out there. We're going to let you get those reps that you need to get because at the end of the day, you don't have enough reps, Trey Lance. You need to get more reps. So if that means you got to throw him on the field and, you know, give him a rookie year that may not be the best, like we saw maybe with Lamar Jackson the first half of uh, his rookie or he came in at the last half of the season for his rookie year. Um, I suspect something like that will happen. I think Trey Lance can, can, can play, uh, you know, maybe not right away, but after a couple of games and uh, it's a, has a great defense, a great defensive minded coach, uh, also awesome offensive weapons surrounding him. So I think anybody that lands here with the, with the Broncos, I think if Justin Fields doesn't go third, he's going to go here uh, to the, to the Broncos trading with Atlanta. But um, yeah, Trey Lance is who I have in my mock draft. And uh, yeah, it might be ugly at first, but uh, who knows? He might, he might, might pull the magic out right away. Um, but yeah, that's all of our, f- Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Nathan, I want you go ahead and give us uh, what you think is going to happen here at the fourth. Pick. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, if the Falcons take Trey Lance, I'm going to literally cry. <laughs> I know um, you are. <laughs> like I've talked about before. I think this guy's like a day three worthy guy. I know he's not going to go there, obviously. Oh, God. I would be so – especially taking him over someone like Kyle Pitts, I would be smashing shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I pretty much think it's going to be Kyle Pitts and or trade down for them. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, honestly, credible sources saying that Julio's on the trade market. Uh, someone like the Raiders and the Ravens have uh, been named. So, I, uh, that can't get completed until June. So I think that they're just going to have to use him to build 2022 picks. But if they're planning on trading him away, I, I've been a big proponent of trading down, but if they're going to trade Julio, I say take Kyle Pitts and make him your new, you know, big time, tall red zone threat, monstrous uh, number one target and pairing him with Calvin Ridley. You can keep having him play in the role he's playing. Um, yeah, I just, I think Kyle Pitts is just such a generational talent 
and uh, he'd still be good value at the number four. If, if they don't do that, I think trading down to a team, if the Broncos want to trade up or, or the Patriots or somebody, or uh, even the Washington football team might be looking to get a quarterback as well. So, um, so yeah, but uh, assuming they stay where they are, I'm taking Kyle Pitts, uh, number four for the Falcons. Yeah, I love how we all had something different going for our team there. Um, and I do agree with you, Nathan. If we stick there, I would I would want us to take Kyle Pitts, whether we trade Julio or not. But um, or just, Demar Chase. And just honestly. to be just to be yeah. clear, um, we actually can trade Julio in the draft. It just won't become official and go through and affect our cap space until June second. But we can actually trade him in the draft. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But Not since that it I, can be official, I don't know if we can trade for – No, it would, ha- it would pretty much be like I could see like the Ravens taking like Terrence Marshall at the end of the first and then trading us like Terrence Marshall and yeah, maybe after, a little right. bit else. And they could have like a gentleman's agreement like, hey, you take this guy and we'll yeah. trade you Julio in a month and a half. Yeah. Um, right. So no, that, can, just, that can happen. Yeah, I just wanted to be clear that they can kind of maybe work something on the draft. I don't know that I want yeah. that to happen. Of course, I want Julio to retire Falcon, but I, we've got to clear some cap room, and, you know, it's ugly. But we won't get into that. That's not what this episode but is. But if he does go somewhere, I would love for him to go to the Ravens because I really like the organization, and Julio would look sexy in a Ravens uniform. I disagree because they get the least <laughs> amount of pass attempts in the league. But anyways, we can, uh, we can uh, move forward. And uh, talk about the number five spot, and that's Cincinnati. Um, Nathan, you you had Kyle Pitts going to uh, Atlanta at number four. I have Kyle Pitts going number five here to Cincinnati. Um, I think that's just – it's going to be really tough for them to choose between Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, especially when Joe Burrow is rallying for Jamar Chase. But I think they have the receivers they need. They just – they don't have any kind of uh, tight end. So I think Kyle Pitts just fills that hole – it's going to make take that offense to the next level and just a, a killer pick for Cincinnati. No matter where Pitts goes, he's going to he's it's pretty much going to be a good landing spot. So uh so yeah, Pitts to Cincinnati. Nathan, what do you got? Uh yeah, so I have uh, I have them taking uh Jamar Chase. I and it, this is really close between him and Sewell. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to go with Chase here. Um, I, I think he's going to be the guy. I think Burrow would like that. I think it would be the best way to make your rookie com- quarterback comfortable. Um, it, Sewell is – he could be, uh, you know, once-in-a-decade talent at his position. But, um, yeah, I just the, – the connection that Burrow and Chase had, I think, is something special. So, I, I think they might end up playing to that. But, if not, it will be Sewell here. All right, and Micah, give us your number five for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I completely agree with Nathan. It's going to be Jamar Chase. Um, like, dude, they're going to want to link him up together with Joe Burrow, and this is a deep tackle class. They can get somebody in the second or third. They can trade back into the first if they need to to grab a tackle at the end of the first round. But uh, I just think that Jamar has, like, a much, much lower chance of busting than Sewell does, even though – He's supposed to be generational and great, and he's probably going to be really good. But there's also the chance that he comes out and sucks, or he's not as good as Rashawn Slater, and he turns into an average. Like, dude, when Jake Matthews got drafted, everyone was like, this is, like, the most sure, like, tackle we've ever seen. He's going to be great. His, You know, his family lineage. And then he turned out to be an okay, above-average tackle. 
So it could happen with Sewell. And I just think with how good Jamar Chase is and him and Joe Burrow being buddies, uh, dude, they're going to go with him. Plus, dude, how nasty would it be to have Jamar, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins mm-hmm. <laughs> as your um, receiving core? Yeah. So uh, Jamar Chase is the pick for me here. Okay. And also for fantasy purposes, I would say that's probably the best place he could go. I mean, not the best offense, but him with Burrow is – he's immediately going to be targeted. So you can't ask for anything better. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so again, I think – well, you guys agreed on the Jamar Chase. I have Kyle Pitts going there. Mm -hmm. Um, So so then we can move on to the number six spot, which is now Miami, uh, formerly the Eagles spot, but – uh, that was there was a trade done there that we covered, and obviously I'm sure you've heard about it at this point. Um, so yeah, uh, Micah, who do you have going to Miami at spot number six? Oh, dude, they're gonna take Suo. They they traded down. They honestly could have drafted him at three, but they knew that they could trade down. They trade back up to get, I think, one of him, Pitts, or Jamar Chase, and I think that was really smart of them. And they're gonna go with him. They trade away Eric Flowers, obviously. Um, the, he has become a serviceable offensive lineman, so it seems like they're going to want to do more at the O line, and they have Solomon Kenley too in the middle. Um, so it looks like they're trying to really build a good O line for Tua because they know he can only get hit like twice a year before he breaks. So they're going to want to put Sua out there for him, and I really think he's going to be the sixth pick. I totally agree with you, man. That's exactly what I have. And, you know, I haven't seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people taking, uh, you know, having Miami take a pass catching option there, uh, whether Pitts falls to them or maybe uh, Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. But uh, I do think, I mean, if Penny Sue falls to them here, I mean, they have Austin Jackson who they took last year, but uh, their other offensive tackle is pretty weak and could definitely use some help on the offensive line. And Penny Sewell is just a guy to do that. Not to mention Miami has another first round pick that they can use to get a pass catching option later on in the first. So I do think here is the spot where it's just a perfect spot for the Miami Dolphins to take Penny Sewell and uh, yeah, really help sure up um, to a tongue of Aloha and uh, that offensive line. So Nathan, what do you got at number six? Yeah, this is our first consensus since uh, number two at the Jets. But, uh, yeah, I have Sewell going to the Dolphins as well. Saw an article pop up today that uh, apparently they have Waddle rated above – or someone said they have Waddle rated above Chase. You know, rumors about that and that if Waddle was there, they would take him. Um, I personally don't believe it. Um, also, I think it would be a poor decision just because, like, left tackles, like, you know, surefire franchise left tackles are – much harder to find than wide receivers and they can find those later, especially with how many good picks they have. So um, I, I think it's going to be Sewell here and um, yeah, glad, glad we all agree here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great landing spot for him. Uh, moving on to Detroit at number seven. Um, I'll go ahead and open this one up and this is where I have my first receiver going and I have Jamar chase going here. Uh, I think if the Detroit Lions get Jamar Chase at seven, they are jumping for joy. I, you know, I was surprised in my mock that Jamar Chase fell, but because I had Kyle Pitts going to Cincy and uh, Penny Sewell going to Miami, it's what ended up happening. And so, um, yeah, it's. I think they're they're incredibly thrilled. I mean, they have their wide receiver one for the future. Um, you know, Jared Goff. Don't know that he's going to be the franchise quarterback, but he has a much better chance to try to audition to be it this year uh, with Jamar Chase on the field 
uh, because they pretty much who's their next best receiver like Perryman Brashad Perryman I don't even know uh it's bad so they need it they need Jamar Chase and um I think that's a spot that the Lions fans are jumping for joy to get Jamar Chase if that happens but um but yeah Nathan uh what do you have at Detroit or maybe a trade potentially but at the seven spot yeah, no, I've, I've got a receiver going here, but uh, not not the same receiver as you. Chase has already gone to the Bengals, but I think the Lions are going to take the slim reaper, uh, Devontae Smith out of Alabama here. Um, a lot of people have been concerned about his size, but I, I just – his film doesn't lie and his production doesn't lie, and he's one of like three Heisman winners at his position. So uh, I think a lot of teams are going to rate him highly. I think it would probably be him or Waddle here, but I think Smith's going to be the pick. Um, for the Lions at number seven. Yeah, and I do think like Waddle will probably be mostly a slot guy, and not to say Brashad Perryman is a game breaker, but that'll probably be his role. I mean, he's serviceable in that role, so I do think they just need an outside the numbers guy. And uh, yeah, I think I think uh, whether it's Chase or Devontae Smith, that's that's going to be the option for them. Um, so I definitely agree with you. If Chase is already taken, that's who I would have mocked as well. But, uh, Micah, what do you got at number seven? So, I think this is this player's floor and the absolute lowest he will go, but it's Kyle Pitts. He has not gone as highly on my board due to where I think teams are just going to draft, and I think Detroit is his, like, final, like, falling spot. Um, even though they have TJ Hushmanzada, I think Brad Holmes there now. He's going to see Hawkins. Hawkins. Uh, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I saw a picture earlier today of TJ Hushmanzada, and I was like, dude, I haven't seen TJ in so long. <laughs> but yeah, um, TJ Hawkinson there. And um, no, nah, dude, I think just the thought of having Kyle Pitts and what you can do with him lining it up and lining him up in the slot, have running two tight end sets. Um, I think him and golf would probably have great chemistry together. And I just I'm predicting him to fall to seven. I think there's definitely a chance he's going to go before this, but um, just the way my mock's going and how I am predicting things to go, I have him going at number seven to the Lions. But if he doesn't go there, I think they're going to snag one of the receivers, and I would think it would be Jalen Waddle if yeah. Kyle Pitts is gone and they're looking to grab a receiver. I think they would snag him. Boy, Micah, you're going to have some fantasy managers pissed off when you know hunter henry and johnny smith aren't <laughs> each other this offseason and now you're telling me that tj hawkinson one of the young tight ends with the most hype around him is going to get hey. consumed by kyle pitts come on how many can, can we just not have nice tight ends what about kyle pitts competing with hayden hurst if he goes to atlanta oh wow uh, Oh wow! What a chore. <laughs> uh, I think you know, yeah, but I I don't hate this the pick. I think if he falls to there, that's definitely going to be super tempting and incredibly hard not to take him there, even with but TJ Hawkins. I gotta so. say, if he falls there, the Cowboys are sitting at number ten. I think if he falls to seven, Jerry Jones is going to sell half his draft to move up a couple spots and to get him. I, I, I almost had that in my mock, but I was like, dude, the Lions already yeah. have enough draft capital from the Rams. They That was my like point to not let the Cowboys do, because I'm like, dude, you can have so many draft picks, but you just had Kyle Pitts fall to you at seven. I feel like you got to take them. You have mm -hmm. plenty of draft capital. As much as I do not root for the Cowboys, I would love to see Kyle Pitts play. And uh, you know, being brought to you by by Dak Prescott. I, I mean, that would die. just be 
awesome for him. I mean, we saw so Dalton sad. Schultz. We saw Dalton Schultz be a reliable tight end option last year. So, anyways, I digress. Um, while we on to our number eight spot, did everybody have their Detroit pick? I think we did. Yeah. Uh, number eight is Carolina, and um, yeah, Micah, who did you have going to Carolina here? Yeah, so I'm getting another wide receiver for them to add next to DJ Moore, and it's Jalen Waddle here. He has fallen to the eighth spot, and dude, that would be crazy having DJ Moore and <laughs> Jalen Waddle in the same receiving core because dude, they're so both so fast. They could tear the tops off on defenses, and like I said, dude, they need to give Darnold a shot. So you might as well surround him with stuff to be able to have that shot to prove that he can be a quarterback. So adding someone like Jalen Waddle, I think would help him a ton. And if they don't go here, maybe they go offensive tackle with like Rashawn Slater or Sewell if he falls to protect him. But I think they're looking to see if Sam Darnold is the real deal. And that's why they're not going to take a quarterback and they're going to draft Jalen Waddle here at number eight. So I kind of went down the same train of thought as you, but it led me to a different place. So, uh, you know, they do have Robbie Anderson, who's also a very capable mm-hmm. receiver as well. Now they did lose Curtis Samuel, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of these short slot guys that can replace that Curtis Samuel role that I think mm-hmm. they can get a little bit later in the draft, whether it's a Rondell Moore or maybe an Elijah Moore or something like along those lines. So, um, for me here, I think Rashawn Slater, and you did mention the name, is the pick for them if Penny Sewell is gone. I think that mm-hmm. gives the best chance uh, for for Sam Darnold to have a good shot, you know, have a nice rookie. Uh, I mean, uh, Rashawn Slater actually, I mean, he sat out this year but just like Penny Sewell did, but if Penny Sewell wasn't in this draft, he, he would mm-hmm. probably would have been the top tackle in last year's class, maybe arguably, you know, uh, we all loved our Andrew Thomas, but – that being said, uh, yeah, you know, I, he's 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 really good. So I think they'll be really happy to get him, and he can start right away and fill in the, some gaps they have there on the offensive line. Uh, so I have Slater going to, to number eight at Carolina. But, um, you know, it's interesting. I almost had them trading this spot. Um, well, mm-hmm. uh, I'll let Nathan get into it because maybe Nathan will cover that if, if that's what he has happening. But what do you got going on here for Carolina at number eight, bud? Yeah, I if the Panthers were staying here, I would say they uh, are going with Rashawn Slater, but they, in my mock, they are trading with the New England Patriots, and I think the Patriots are going to trade up here to uh, snag Justin Fields. So yeah. I think that would be a great landing spot for him. Uh, I think they've shown some interest I in him. Cry. So I would cry. Yeah, I know that will make Michael it's very upset. upset but um, Oh, my yeah. God. If you were uh, if you were Justin Fields' owner, I mean, I think he would probably be waiting behind Cam Newton um, for at minimum oh, yeah. a year, uh, if not a mm-hmm. full year. But he he still has plenty to learn. But uh, it, I think with Belichick, um, the stuff about him going through progressions and needing to see receivers before he throws the ball, I think uh, that'd be a good place to clean it up. So um, so yeah, I got the Patriots trading up for uh, Fields here at number eight. Okay, yeah. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I, I wouldn't be sad about Fields to the Patriots necessarily. Just from a fan perspective, I'm a big Fields fan. And if he goes to the Patriots, I literally can't root for him. So, uh, you know, it's just – I don't want that to happen, but I don't I don't think that it's uh, a, a bad uh, a bad move you have happening there, Carolina trading uh, trading down. Uh, what's that, spot 15 with the, with the Patriots? Is that right? Yeah, they're 15. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Um, yep. So we each have something different happening there at the eight spot. 
and I'll get into my number nine spot here because mine's going to be a little bit different because if you remember, I had the trade happening with Denver. So for me, this is mm-hmm. Atlanta picking. Um, and I think Atlanta traded back because we are not rebuilding. We are going for it, baby. And what we need if we're going for it is another cornerback. And what we did to trade back uh, to the ninth spot is get the best cornerback in the draft, the first defensive player I have going in the draft, and that is Patrick Sertan. Um, I'm a big Caleb Farley guy, but there is some injury risks. Uh, he's had some some back surgeries and injuries um, along with a couple of other small things. I think he broke a wrist and things that aren't necessarily worrisome. But, um, yeah, I think Patrick Sertan uh, alongside uh, our first-round pick last year, A.J. Terrell, is just, uh, you know, whether we end up being a rebuilding team or a team for win now, we're going to have a solid two cornerbacks uh, for a long time if we make this pick. So I like it a lot. Uh, This is what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen. But that being said, um, you know, if not, I do think Kyle Pitts at the four spot is the most likely spots, uh, most likely alternative, but Patrick Sertan to the Falcons. That's what I want to see. That's what I think is going to happen. But uh, I guess you guys both have Denver picking this pick. So Nathan, uh, who do you have? Who do you have going to Denver here? Yeah, so for the Broncos, this is a really tough pick because, like, I feel like if the GM is in total control of this pick, they might be going quarterback if they are just ready to completely move on. Um, But I feel like if Vic Fangio has more of an input that he is going to want to go for my top defensive player, which would be Micah Parsons, uh, middle linebacker. So I feel like he has a very good defense outside of that position. And, you know, he wants to have that guy like uh, Roquan Smith or Danny Trevathan like they have with the Bears that can just cover the entire middle of the field and just be a nightmare for def- or for offenses. So um, I-, I think uh, if Fangio has his way, that's going to be the pick here. But I can also see if uh, if they're ready to try something else at quarterback, I could see them uh, taking someone like Trey Lance here. But, um, but as I see it, and uh, I'm hearing some chatter about it too, I think it's going to be Micah Parsons at, uh, at this number nine pick for the Broncos. Man, Von Miller on the edge and, uh, and Micah Parsons in the middle is a sick linebacker combo. Uh, yeah, and Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb. Exactly. Whether you got a four-two going on and put one of them on a on a defensive end spot, or whether you got you know the classic four-three. I mean, you could run all kinds of defenses with with those mm-hmm. linebackers. So. Yeah, you got a two hundred forty-pound middle linebacker that could run a four-three-nine. So it's insane. Um, just yeah, there's just a million things you can do with that as a defensive coordinator, and Fangio is one of the best. So I think uh, if he has it his way, that's going to be the pick. Yeah, so so um, just just to pick your brain here, I and mean, maybe you haven't thought this far ahead, but I mean, do you think then that the Broncos are going to have to address the quarterback position later in the draft and try to get somebody to compete with True Luck, or do you think they're just or Luck, or do you think they're just you know going to try to roll it one more year with the thirty third best quarterback in the league? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if they're completely off of them yet. Um, I think they could, like I said the GM might want a quarterback here. And if, you know, it's a new GM there and that's the thing. So Fangio 
it's very unlikely that he's going to be there a long time. But if they take a quarterback, especially someone like Trey Lance who needs some development, then it almost assures that he's going to be fired because, um, you know, they're definitely not being in win-now mode, as you would say. But, you know, I think this is a team that if they had someone like Michael Parsons, they could compete, uh, especially if they can get a bit more out of Drew Locke. Um, also, I think if Trey Lance does go to the Broncos – that if you have like Cam Sutton or Jerry Judy, you need to sell because they're going to have to run a lot more, especially initially, they're going to have to run the ball a lot more and run a lot more simplified concepts to get him comfortable. Um, I personally think he would be a detriment long-term to their production, but I, you know, definitely for the first couple of years, I think he's going to hurt. So um, if that does look like, it's what's going to happen, then I'll probably try to trade those guys away, just plainly speaking. Fair enough to say those things about Trey Lance when he's going to be the Atlanta Falcons quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. The high-complex high, high complex Arthur Smith schemes. Yeah. The Rams will go back to being my number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's flopper. Right. Uh, well, Micah, who do you have going to the Broncos here at number nine? Yeah, dude, I think they're going to move on from Drew Locke and they're going to take Mac Jones. Everyone says that um, the that the consensus has been that Mac Jones is higher on people's boards than the casual fans. So I think that goes for the Broncos too. And I honestly feel like picks one through seven are set in stone. Uh, outside possibly the Falcons trading, but I still think they're going to go with Trey Lance. Um, I think the one through seven picks, those no one's trading up into those seven picks. And the Panthers could possibly trade number eight to possibly the Patriots for Mac Jones, but I feel like Belichick doesn't want to give up that much draft capital. And then Mac Jones is going to fall ninth to the Broncos because, dude, Drew Locke sucks. We've been over this. I don't, anyone in that organization that watched Drew Locke just overthrow people constantly last year. And just I'm dude, I just don't get it. Like I don't know where the hype for Drew Locke is, and if especially with a new GM, he's gonna want probably his guy. So, but I could also see them taking Micah Parsons and possibly end up tanking this year and getting the top court one of the top quarterbacks in next year's class. But um, you never know where you're gonna end up. You might as well take someone like Mac Jones when he's here. So I think Mac Jones, his floor would be here at number nine. All right, yeah, and uh, I'll move on to the number 10 pick and piggyback because I have another trade. Now, this is contingent on the Dallas Cowboys are very upset, very, very Mm -hmm. angry because they wanted Patrick Sertan, but I have the Falcons going to nine and sniping them. Um, So, you know, they could take J.C. Horn here. I think that would be the pick if the Dallas Cowboys did pick, but I thought about it, and maybe this is a little bit too deeply, but J.C. Horn was much more of a man coverage cornerback, which there's nothing wrong with that. Now Dan Quinn is in charge of the Fal- uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Cowboys defense, and uh, that's not the kind of defense he likes to run. He's going to run a much more uh, he doesn't zone, like running any style defense. zone coverage defense. That's true. So I, I don't know that J.C. Horn is a great match for the Dallas Cowboys here, and that's why they're so angry that Sertan was taken. So I have them trading back to the Patriots here at 10. Uh, and I have them get, I have the Patriots snagging Mac Jones here at 10. So, um, so yeah, we all, we, me and Micah both have a similar thing going on, but he has it happening one pick before I do. 
Um, I, you know, I, maybe it's the Brady white unathletic quarterback comparison and it's lazy and I thought about it and it probably is, but I just don't know where else to put Mac Jones. If he doesn't go three to San Francisco, I mean, I don't think he's bad. I didn't know where else to put him. So this is where he goes. He goes to the Patriots. I think he'll probably be able to beat out Cam Newton pretty quickly, especially if Cam Newton looks anything like he did last year. So, um, you know, I think for a fantasy owner of Mac Jones, they're pretty happy about this spot. And, um, yeah, that's that, that rounds out my top 10, but, uh, Nathan, what do you got going on for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, Mac Jones is long gone to the 49ers, so and Patrick Sertain is still on my, still on my board here. So I think the Cowboys are gonna run up and uh, select him. I think they're really into into Sertain, and I think he fits their their scheme. Uh, I do kind of agree that they could trade down if he's not there, because I could see Caleb Foley falling, and they could trade down and maybe still pick him up or um, someone like Greg Newsom and. Um, you know, pick up some picks there, but uh, I, yeah, if Patrick Sertan is there, I think they're going to smash them. Yeah. If you were still on my board, that's definitely where I would have had him falling. So I think 10 is the latest that Patrick Sertan will be going. Um, but uh, yeah, Micah, who you got number 10 round out your number 10, your, your top 10 uh, draft picks here. I mean, I have Patrick Sertan. It just it sucks seeing him in the mock draft and every single one you look at, and it has him going to the Cowboys, and I just think that's what's going to happen. Um, I do think if they don't take him, though, don't be shocked if Rashawn Slater's on the board and they decide to take him instead. I know they need defense. But they also need to protect Dak. Tyron Smith hasn't been healthy. Um, their O-line isn't what it used to be. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at them taking Slater here and trying to protect Dak more and add to that offense. Um, it's probably a bad idea, but the Cowboys have made a slew of bad decisions in the past. So um, even though I don't think it would be a terrible decision, but they just need defense so bad. But don't be shocked if Slater goes at number 10. But I do think it'll be Sertan. Okay. So, uh, Michael, why don't you uh, round us out here and give us just a recap of your top 10 mock draft? Yeah, so it's Trevor Lawrence, obviously, to the Jags. Jets are getting Zach Wilson. 49ers, they traded up for Justin Fields. The Falcons are taking the eventual GOAT and Trey Lance. Uh, the Bengals are taking Jamar Chase. The Dolphins sticking with Sewell. Um, the Lions hit the jackpot and getting Kyle Pitts. Carolina Panthers get Jalen Waddell. The Broncos get McCorkle Jones and the Cowboys get Patrick Sertan that everyone's known for months is going to happen. All right. And for me, it is uh, one and two, the same Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Um, I have Justin Fields also going to the San Francisco 49ers. I have a trade with the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons at the four spot and the Broncos taking Trey Lance. Uh, at five, I have Cincinnati taking Kyle Pitts. At uh, six, I have Miami taking Penny Sewell. At seven, I have Jamar Chase going to the Detroit Lions. At eight, I have Carolina taking Rashawn Slater. At nine, I have the Atlanta Falcons who traded back getting Patrick Sertan. So I don't have him going to the Cowboys like everybody else. <laughs> and then uh, at 10, I have the Cowboys trading back with the Patriots to get Michael McCorkle Jones. Uh, Nathan, go ahead and recap your top 10. 
Yeah, it's going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. Everyone knows. Wilson to the Jets. Everyone knows. Mac Jones to the 49ers. Everyone knows except y'all two. Uh, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Dolphins get Sewell. Uh, Devontae Smith goes to the Lions. Uh, Patriots trade up to number eight for Justin Fields. Broncos get Michael Parsons at nine. Uh, Cowboys get Patrick Sertan at 10. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just a real quick recap before we move on to our next little segment here. Um, I only have one defensive player going in the top 10. Is that, the, I, I know that I think that was the case for Micah. Uh, is that the case for you? I know you had Parsons going, so it was two for you. Is that right, Nathan? Mm, two. Two. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, I've heard that if, you know, it's possible that 10 offensive players go top 10 and that would be the first time that that ever happened. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be really, I mean, there's a chance there's a shot. So um, I, I thought about maybe doing a mock draft, just the all offensive top 10 mock draft and uh, maybe changing it up a little bit. If that were to happen that way, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Sertan and Parsons are both super solid top 10 picks here, but you never know. I mean, obviously with as deep of a quarterback and a wide receiver class as we have and tackle class, you know, it's uh, it's very possible. But, uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, you know, with quarterbacks, we covered where we think our landing spots are going with the top five guys. Um, so let me just ask you guys, is there anybody else besides uh, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance, and Jones, known as the top, the, the big five this year, um, anybody else that you see going in the first two rounds, maybe a late first, a, a second round quarterback? Um, I have one, but I'll let you start, uh, Nathan, and uh, – Maybe you have more than one. If it is just one or zero, whatever. Tell us, tell us what you got there. I mean, Lance wasn't in my top ten, so um, I don't reckon. Well, you think he's, but you think he's going in the first yeah, two rounds? Yeah, I think he's going in the first two rounds, and he's he's probably going to be in the top five quarterbacks taken. I don't think he's top five quarterback, but from everything we're seeing and hearing, it sounds like he's going to be a top five quarterback taken. Um, but, uh, but yeah, other than him, which I think him going to like the Washington football team would be uh, a good selection from Trey Lance. But, uh, I, I really think the Buccaneers might be targeting Kellen Mond at uh, the number 32 overall pick, the last pick of the first round. Uh, I think it'd be a perfect landing spot for him to sit and learn for a year or two behind Brady. Um, they're a team that is bringing back literally every starter. <laughs> from uh from their super bowl season they don't need anything but one thing they do have is an aging star quarterback so if they can bring in the guy to groom behind him all the better so um i, I think kellen bond to the buccaneers at uh, 32 it makes too much sense especially when you get that fifth year option uh with a rookie quarterback you know he'd save so much on the salary cap uh, I, I think uh, if they don't take them, then some team, some other team might trade up to take them just to get that fifth year option. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Kellen Mond uh, to the Bucks at 32. That's an interesting pick. And I'll tell you, 32 was one of the hardest uh, like mock picks for me just because the Bucks are so stacked. They have everything they need. They really don't have any holes. So it's hard for me to know where they're going to go. But that would be really interesting. They've actually. Uh, I don't want it to happen, but because uh, I hate the Bucks, but I I like that. I like that train of thought definitely. Um, so, and is there's nobody else you see going in the second round? I know you're kind of, you're the biggest Davis Mills guy. You think he's going to be post second round? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the Bears could also be in the Trey Lance stakes if he he falls in the first, because um, I think they're picking at 20th, but uh, or they could trade up. But uh, if not, I could see them going for uh, someone like Davis Mills in the second. Um, also, I, I think uh, the Steelers might be targeting Kyle Trask in the second. Uh, there's been reports that they're really interested in, in him uh, lately, so. Uh, I think he he kind of fits, you know, the Big Ben mold. He doesn't have that, you know, strike, but at this point, now it is Big Ben. Um, so I, I feel like he'd be a pretty good fit there. So um, Kyle Trask in the second round of the Steelers makes a lot of sense. So, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have as far as quarterbacks go. Okay, I like the landing spot. I don't know if I like where he's going there. I think probably Trask is more of a three, four rounder, but. Uh, I do agree with you. That's a, um, you know, if he is going to go somewhere, I think the the Steelers is uh, not a bad landing spot at all. So uh, yeah, what about you, Micah? Um, what do you have? How, how are you seeing it outside of this top five quarterbacks in the first couple of rounds? Uh, yeah. So I got, of course, like the top five going in the top nine of my mock draft. Um, I got two other quarterbacks going in the first. You mentioned the fifth year option, Nathan, and I think, teams are going to be swinging for fences. There's so many quarterbacks who are like, you know, Lamar getting at the end of the first, um, like we saw in mm-hmm. 2018, that the team's going to be like, oh, we can snag somebody at the end of the first, have that fifth-year option, and him turn out better than these top quarterbacks and people overlooked them. So I don't think they're going to take him at 24, but I think the Steelers will trade down in the first round, and they will take Kyle Trask in the first round. And I completely agree with you on everything, Nathan, because I think that Kellen Mond is going to get drafted by the Patriots – or not Patriots, but the Buccaneers. Um, it's perfect sense exactly what you said. You need an agent quarterback when you don't have many holes to fill and they have a good bit of draft picks. They have more draft picks than positions that they really need because they have such a full roster. So they're going to be trading picks or using a first-round luxury pick on Kellen Munn because if he could sit behind Brady for two years and the step in, you still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard and whatnot running around. So with a good defense, that would be a perfect spot for him. You get the fifth-year option. So I'm going to go bold and say there are going to be seven first-round quarterbacks taken in this first round. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I think I'm the only one that has just those top five guys uh, going in the first. Now, I do like the scenario you guys are painting here of the Bucks at 32. I don't I don't think that that's uh, out of the question at all. So um, I can see that where I have Mon going right now is to the Vikings in the second round. Um, I have him going to fill Kirk Cousins spot maybe in a year or two when he's gone. that being said, I think that the I mean the Buccaneers totally have the capability to do that. So I'm scared the Buccaneers are gonna take ETN and make me cry. But if they took Mod, I'd be a little bit more happy. So um, so yeah, I, I like that idea for sure, guys. Um, well, let's move on to these running backs here. Um, I broke it down into three rounds. Um, I don't know how you guys exactly did it, but Nathan, uh, you're our resident running back lover uh what wh- how do you think this is going to break down uh, with the top four to five maybe even more guys uh and where you see them going well i think the first running back taken is going to be Najee harris and he's going to be going to the steelers at 24 i've been saying this for over a month 
uh, th- it's too perfect of a fit. Uh, I think uh, a lot of the errors are pointing that direction as far as what the media is saying, but um, from a fit standpoint, from what the Steelers are looking for in win now mode with Big Ben coming back for another year, uh, you know, they need offensive linemen, but I think they can snag some of those in the, the second, third round. Uh, some of the later rounds, but Najee Harris at 24 this, to the Steelers makes too much sense. I think that one's stamped in there. Um, he is my only first round running back taken. Um, so I, I think uh, I think Travis Etienne to the Jets at the beginning of the second makes a lot of sense. Um, he's not my number two overall, but I think he is a lot of people's number two. And uh, I think he would be probably a good scheme fit for the Jets. Um, but, uh, but so Travis Etienne, but I could also see Williams, Javante Williams going there if they want to play a more power style, but, um, but if not, I have Williams going to the Falcons, uh, in the second round, I think he would be an absolute great pairing with Mike Davis. Uh, I think he would be exactly the kind of guy Arthur Smith is looking for, um, kind of, you know, a a power runner that can wear defenses down kind of like a mini Derrick Henry. So uh, Javante Williams to the Falcons in the second round, I think is going to happen. Also at the end of the second, I think Kenny Gainwell might be going to the Bills. Mm. Um, I think he would be fantastic for the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen being able to dump off to him and look at him in the slot. Um, You know, they don't have John Brown anymore. Uh, They still have Cole Beasley, but he's getting up there in age. So he'd be a good receiving target. And honestly, I think he would quickly take touches away from Zach Moss and uh, Devin Singletary in in that offense as a runner as well. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think he would be a big boost for them in their search for a Super Bowl. So him going to the bills at the end of the second is uh, a projection I think might happen. That's a good landing spot for a game. Well, definitely. Um, this is kind of off topic, so don't go too deep into it. I just want to know, who do you think would be the guy that hung on there? Do you think he would displace Singletary and kind of have a shared battle with Moss or vice versa? He would. You think Moss would kind of fade in the background? Because, you know, they just drafted both of those guys in the past two drafts. So, mm. um, Yeah, I think he would take over more of Singletary's role because I think Singletary is more of the pass-catching slasher type back. Um, but the thing about it is, and like I've said before, he, you know, one of them can be on the field and he can be lined up in slot or split out wide. So okay. it, he doesn't have to take one of them off the field, but I think he would probably affect Singletary's touches the most. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I like, I like that landing spot for him. So, uh, the way I see it, it's a little different, although a lot of things were pretty similar. So I also have Naj- Najee Harris being the only first round running back, but I have him going one spot before the Steelers and maybe this is because I don't want the Steelers to get him but I have him going at 23 to the Jets at their second first round pick now they've already gotten Zach Wilson they have another one here and they also have an early second that they can take so I think they know that if they want Najee here they're gonna have to take him right before the Steelers so I think they're gonna they're gonna snipe the Steelers at 23 um and then um i think uh, that will be the only first round running back taken and then from there um etn williams i think will both be second round running backs i don't know if the falcons had the choice of either one um what do you guys think they do just from a scheme fit i mean they do have mike davis who can catch passes i think mm-hmm. I, I think williams mm-hmm. is probably the better fit i think nathan probably would agree because it sounded like that's that's what he kind of said in his answer but 
Um, yeah, I think either one would honestly pro- be a, I'd, I'd like either one at, at, at the Falcons. So, so I wouldn't be sad either way. I don't think the Falcons are taking a running back in the early second. I, mm-hmm. I really think they're going to take offensive lineman, one of these guys who falls into the early second, or they're going to go corner. Like if Eric Stokes is there, like mm-hmm. dude, take him and pair him up across or get, dude, if they got Tyson Campbell and they had two big corners and him and AJ Terrell who could bully people at the line, dude, that, ooh, that'd be an awesome duo. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they're going to go running back just because I think we're going to go quarterback and not try to go and win now. Okay. Um, but yeah. maybe if we decide to go win now, I could possibly see a running back there, but I still think they would wait and draft someone like in the third or fourth. I just feel like maybe our running back room's a little bit too thin to to play around with that. But you might be right, uh, Mike. And if you did wait till the third round, I'd be excited to see who we got. But um, that being said, Etienne and Williams are the only two second round running backs I see. Uh, and then Gainwell. Now, look, I'm big on Gainwell's talent. Don't let me think this is a knock on him, but I just don't think he's going to get drafted in the second round. That's not going to scare me off of him at all. Uh, I do want him to land in a spot where there's not a lot of competition, but um, you know, uh, I, I think he'll probably go in the third along with Sermon and maybe one or two other guys, depending on, um, you know, teams hype on them, whether it be Kylan Hill, Chuba Hubbard, Khalil Herbert, somebody like that. But that's kind of see how I see the running back breakdown. Micah, um, you, you got into it a little bit, but um, yeah, where are the agreements with us or the disagreements? Where do you see Najee going? All that. So, oh, I actually had the same pick as you with him going to the Dolphins at 23 and that. I didn't want to spoil it in my college. Wait, I, had him to the Jets. Jets. I had him to the Jets. I, was, I, meant, I meant to the Jets. Um, okay. But um, I had him go in there, too, because um, I, that's part of the reason why I had Kyle Trask going to the Steelers. Uh, the fact that they missed out on Najee Harris mm-hmm. and he went one pick before them, I think plays into partly why they decided to trade down and take Kyle Trask. Um but I do have Najee going to the Jets, which I think would just be perfect. You got um, Zach Wilson there. Like, you're in New York, one of the biggest um, media capitals in the nation, and you're going to want an exciting team, and you're already going to get Zach Wilson. Dude, add Najee Harris. That, dude, that offense would be really good with the both of them added to the team. So that's where I think that um, – he is going, and then I think that ETN's either going to fall to the end of the first, early second. Maybe a team wants that fifth-year option on him, or if not, he's going to um, go into the early second to the team. And then I think that Javante is going to be early second, mid-second. Uh, but Kenny Gainwell, my God, if the Jacksonville Jaguars do not take him with the first pick in the third round, I'm going to cry. It would be so perfect. They have James Robinson. They could have him as a third down back and do all this crazy stuff with him in Urban Meyer's offense. It would oh my God, it would be perfect. <laughs> it would it probably wouldn't be the best fantasy destination, but like from a pure football standpoint, like Kenny Gainwell going to the Jags would be just a great move, especially with how many picks they have. They have the ability to use it on a high. Um and running back that could really help their team. And then after that, I just think that everyone's uh, maybe someone like uh, Michael Carter or possibly Trey Sermon falls into like the like late third. But I think those are like fourth round guys and afterwards. Yeah. I didn't mention Carter, but that actually, I didn't write him down, but I think he could be a third round guy as well. That's the good, uh, that's a good name to mention Micah. Um, yeah. Moving on to the wide receiver position here. Um 
And I'll tell you what, why don't we do tight ends first? Cause I think tight ends will be short and sweet. And then the wide receivers will be a little bit more lengthy. So uh, we all had pits going in the top seven picks at the latest. Um, what about Fryermuth? Where do you guys see Fryermuth? Maybe Brevin Jordan. Uh, I think, was it Micah? Were you the one that didn't have Brevin Jordan at three? You had Hunter Long. I had him at five. Okay, right, right. So, so yeah, where do you see uh, Fryer? I think Fryermuth for me is probably going to be like a mid-second round pick. Um, I don't know exactly what team. I don't know that I thought that far ahead, but um, I don't know. Maybe you guys had a good landing spot for him. I, I, I didn't put as much thought into Fryermuth as I probably should have for this episode. So, uh, Nathan, what are, you, what are you thinking about the tight ends? I mean, we all had Pitts going to – or I had him going to Cincinnati uh, – uh Micah had him go to Detroit and Nathan you had him going to Atlanta Atlanta the Falcons that's right so all three of those landing spots I think are fantastic I don't think there's a wrong answer for Pitts but uh yeah where are you at on Fryermuth? yeah um and you know this is assuming they take Chase or Sewell I think it's going to be one of those two but I think he's going to go in the second round beginning of the second to the Bengals uh, I think that would be a fantastic landing spot for him. Uh, it would help in their blocking game uh, if they're not, you know, especially if they take Chase. Uh, since they wouldn't have Sewell, he'd be very good in the blocking game to help get, get some additional protection. Um, but he, he would also be a very good safety valve for uh, for Joe Burrow. So, and he, I think he would immediately be the tight end one on that team. So, uh, yeah, I think a prior move to the Bengals, I think he's definitely a top 50 player. Uh, if it wasn't for Pitts, I think he'd be going in the first round. But um, early second round to the Bengals is kind of my projection at the moment. All right. All right. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Maybe that's as high as I see him going, but I think that's a great landing spot for him, definitely. Um, the Bengals really have nobody there to fill that position. So, uh, Micah, where are you at on Frymuth and maybe the rest of the tight end position? Uh, so, for Frymuth, I got three destinations that I think he's going to go. They're all in the early second. He's either going to go to the Jets, the Bengals, or the Panthers. All three of those teams need tight ends. I think one of them is really going to like him a lot and want to spend the draft capital to take him in the early second. So I think he's going to go to one of those three teams and he'll be the only tight end taken in the second. I think Hunter Long and everyone else will be third rounders and on. And I could see like um, Hunter Long, Tommy Trimble, and Brevin Jordan all going in the third round. Um, But I don't think anyone would take them in the second. I think Fryermuth will go one of those three teams and then the rest of them will be some like third, early, fourth, possibly draft selections. Yeah, I'm particularly interested in that Carolina landing spot. I think that that is a uh, that's one that I, you got to give Sam Darnold a chance. And if you can grab Pat at the beginning of the second, I think it's great for him. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just a little bit like that's what kind of more where I see the range of him going in is the more mid second but yeah um but yeah i like that i like that call a lot micah so um yeah and uh our last uh last position to cover here is the wide receiver position and man this is a deep wide receiver class so um let's start it out and uh, i'd love to hear um we can maybe even do a little over under or maybe if we all have a different number here we can make a bet but uh how many first round wide receivers are there going to be micah oh let me count all right so i have six going in the first round but one of them could possibly be unrealistic let me explain myself real quick so 
he would be the only team that would take him in the first round. But is there no more perfect pick to be what the Raiders do than take Rondell Moore with the 17th overall pick? It is the most Raiders pick with the way <laughs> with the way that John Gruden and Mike Mayock reach on players and they love their speed and they took Henry Ruggs over CeeDee Lamb last year. Them just not probably wouldn't take him at 17. They trade down. But I just think it's the most Raiders pick ever. And if it happens, don't be shocked. There's no way they're taking him after taking Ruggs. Like, because you risk having the same kind of bust twice if Ruggs does bust. Or they're like, we were wrong this time. We won't be wrong this time. There's no way. (laughs) I can see it. Well, look, Uh, Rondell Moore, first of all, Rondell Moore is a way better athlete than Henry Ruggs. But second of all, um, Rondell Moore, I don't think it's going to go in the first round or in. Pick 17. Unless the Raiders get said, crazy, I don't think they'll go first. Right? That being said, I bet the Raiders can snag him at the second round and they'd be thrilled to mm-hmm. grab there. And I do agree that that's exactly the kind of player that they like to grab. But the thing is, is he's actually the athlete they're looking for. He's not just a fast guy. But that being said, he's 5'7", so you can knock him for that. But as far as just the raw athletic trait thereafter, he definitely has it. But I don't think he's going to go in the first. Um, so... Yeah, I have um, – or, or actually, Nathan, how many wide receivers do you have going in the first? Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I have like six, maybe seven, depending on how things play out, but about six or seven. Okay. So would you be willing to go with the number seven just so that we all have a different number? Sure. Okay. All right. And, uh, and I'm going to go – so I had five or six, so I'm going to go with the number five. So uh, we got five, six, and seven. We'll be interested to see. We don't have to put money on it or anything. Just, you know, whoever called it, called it. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I'd love to hear who you think these guys might be. Uh, so the, the five guys that I have that I'm comfortable putting in the first are uh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman, and Terrace Marshall. So um, I put Terrace Marshall, I mocked him to the Ravens. I think they need a big body receiver with their, with, with uh, Marquise Brown being their best receiver. Um, that being said, I'm so sad that I have him mocked there because they have the least amount of pass attempts in the NFL and he's going to have to share targets with Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. So it's going to hurt his value, but um yeah, that's where I have him. So I have five guys going, uh, but Terrace Marshall's my last guy. I think if there was a sixth guy, the Saints would be the team to watch out for, but I think mm-hmm. they might they might wait to the second round, I think is what I have him have them doing. So, uh, Micah, uh, you had six going, so uh, I'd love to hear you think who you think those six might be and who you think that sixth team is. Well, obviously, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle going to the Bengals and the Panthers. Um, I think that Devontae is going to go right outside the top 10, number 11, to the Giants, um, maybe possibly to the Eagles at 12, but I think the Giants could add him. Um, then, of course, the Raiders somehow messing up and taking Rondell Moore somewhere in the first. And then towards the end, I dude, I have Rashad Bateman going to the Packers and them trying to fix their mistake of not taking T. Higgins last year. Um, so I think Rashad's going to go there. And then I just completely agree with you with Terrace Marshall going to the Ravens, whether it's being they're trying to get a big body receiver for Lamar or they're trying to have someone for trade capital to get Julio Jones. So, but I completely agree with you that I think he's going to get to the Ravens. There's no way they're not going to take a receiver with one of those two picks 
at the yeah. end of the first. I don't see how they don't. Man, I love Rashad Bateman to the to to the Packers. I don't think he's going to last that long. I have him either going to the uh, in most of my mocks, either going to the Bears at spot twenty or going to the Titans. Uh, I think that's spot twenty three or twenty four. But uh, no matter where he lands, I think any well, of those spots that we just named, I love Rashad Bateman's landing spot. So and, uh, and nothing against Rashad Bateman, but I think what's crazy is like you know how we talked about this like we had like you know eight to nine players in the first round or the first ten picks of this round. But after that, it's just a slew of offensive linemen and defensive players who are good. They're just not to, like, the caliber these offensive guys and quarterback need at the beginning. But, dude, there's going to be so many offensive linemen and defensive players taken, like, from picks 12 on that that's why I think some of these receivers are going to fall and someone like Bateman's going to fall and Terrence Marshall fall at the end of the first. And – um it's it's gonna it's gonna be weird because we're so focused on this offense and it's crazy. That's all we thought about, like doing this first round mock draft and seeing everyone at top is like this is the same guys and no one's talking about these defensive guys. And I just can't wait to see where our like you know four and five receivers are gonna end up in this slew of defensive players going in the back end of the first. All right, and Nathan, uh, you said you had seven, so maybe just go over. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's probably a similar. Uh, group to the guys we named but uh, where does your group differ and maybe what team that we didn't name do you see maybe grabbing one in the first yeah six or seven but we'll we'll go with seven but I you know there's the top four which I would include Bateman in then I uh, I really think I really think Darius Tony's going to go in the first round and I project him to go to the Jets at 23 mm. overall I like it. They they need a receiver badly, and I think he would be a really good guy to build around with uh, with Wilson. So, um, yeah, I think Tony to the Jets at 23 makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I kind of think everybody projects a lot of offensive players, especially in, like, media mocks and stuff. And then when it comes to the actual draft, there's more defensive players just because mm-hmm. they're less fun to talk about. Um, but coaches understand their value and their rarity. But uh, – but I, I do think Kadarius Tony could go in the first. I also think Elijah Moore to the Ravens at 27 mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense uh, for what the Ravens need, for the style he plays, uh, the way he could just kind of get open in coverages for Lamar. I think that would be really, really helpful for him. But uh, and he can take the top off of defense when needed to. So, but. Um, but we've also heard that they're in the Julio Jones sweepstakes, so that may affect their decision-making there. Um, if Elijah Moore did fall to someone like the Packers at 29, I think they would be all over him. That would be a, a dream weapon for Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, I could also see someone like Diami Brown sneaking into the end of the first as well. Hmm. Um, but um, mm-hmm. but that's about it. I, I think a lot of the injury concerns around Rondale Moore are going to force him out of the first. And honestly, a bit of the same for Terrace Marshall. There's been some stuff that's come up that he had red flags come up with his medical checks that um, when teams met with him. So uh, I, I think he's going to slide down draft boards as well. Uh, there's also been some concerns about like his effort on the field. So I, I think uh, guys like Elijah Moore and Tony and stuff would probably be ahead of him at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of mocks, man, and this would crush my soul if this happens, but a couple of mocks where 
the Ravens take two first round receivers with that pick that they got from the Chiefs. Oh, and nah, they wouldn't. I would be so upset for both of those receivers. They wouldn't. I had in my mock, I, if he falls here, I had them taking Zaven Collins, the linebacker, because he would just be a beast and really fit their team well. So, yeah, uh, I had them taking Aziz with their other pick. <laughs> You see, yeah, he's going a little earlier, but I did have them getting edge. I think they had them getting Jalen Phillips or Rousseau or one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a Aziz going 21 overall to the Colts. Yeah, I need to going that. tackle. But I, I can tell you tackle. right now, man, if, if two first round receivers go to the Ravens, I'm going to be so sad because that uh, means that two, they won't. Two of these receivers that I love are just, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Ravens are the worst landing spot for any receiver. Just because, I mean, look, I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater. I, I think he's an incredible player. But the facts of the matter is he doesn't rely on the wide receiver position. And, and you know, uh, he's not going to make two or three valuable wide receivers ever in his career. So, um, you know, last year we saw Marquise Brown barely be relevant at the end of the season. I just, I worry, man. And I worry about Julio going there. I don't want Julio to go there, but that's just me, man. I think Lamar is an incredible player. I just don't think he's the guy that you want, uh, you know, your wide receiver one or two to be, to be getting the ball from. But, um, yeah, well, uh, with that being said, I think that, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, let's get into the second round with these wide receivers here. Um, <laughs> so I have four second-round wide receivers. I have both of the Moors, uh, Elijah and Ronda Moore, going in the second. Uh, Darius Tony, and then I also have Amon Ross St. Brown going in, the, going in the second. So in total, I have nine receivers going in the first two rounds, which if you think about it, that's one, almost one-sixth of the total draft of the first two rounds. So that's a, that's a lot for – receivers definitely it's a very wide receiver heavy draft but um yeah um nathan any names i didn't name or any 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 difference you see i know we had you had a couple of more of the names that i named uh going in the first but um yeah anything to add to that second round discussion yeah um yeah i could see terrace marshall going in the second um rondo moore i could see someone take a chance on him in the second uh i'm on raw st brown i think someone i think a team might fall in love with him and take him in the second as well um, but um, other guys that could sneak uh, to marry on Terry, maybe, but I think he might be going more in the third round. Same for like Tylen Wallace, uh, a couple of those guys there. So, um, yeah, I, I think the second round, you're going to see a lot more defensive uh, players taken and a lot more offensive linemen uh, and less receivers and stuff. So, yeah. And Micah, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Rondell Moore is either going to be a first-rounder to the Raiders or a second-rounder to the Raiders. It's just not of uh, if they'll pick him, but when they'll pick him. And then I also think in the second, Kadarius Toney, Diami Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Elijah Moore. All of them are going to go in the second round at some point. And it's crazy. I think the 10 receivers are going to go in the first two rounds of the draft. But and they're good guys, and you need receivers. You need multiple. You can't just get away with having one or two good receivers in the NFL nowadays. So that's why the prices are going up, and we're going to see 10 go in the first two rounds. All right. So let's see. I have, you know, I had five. Micah had six. Nathan had seven going in the first. Uh, I had nine going in the first two, and Micah had 10 going in the first two. Uh, Nathan, 
do you have a number there to, to just for us to keep track of for fun? Uh, yeah, I think I also mentioned Diame Brown. Like, if he's not going mm-hmm. in the first, he's going in the second. So, okay. so you have a lot. Um, I would go. Uh, hold on, I'm counting now. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going the same as Mike. Honestly, I'm going ten. Okay, ten. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, that'll be fun. And again, this is you know the nothing, no money or anything. Just just be interesting to see. Uh, we all had one one running back going in the first. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the other things we saw were the same. So this is kind of the only, the only area where I think we can, uh, kind of, kind of see who's right here. But anyways, uh, yeah, guys, this was a really fun episode. I cannot wait for the draft. Um, oh God, I'm so ready. We got less than 48 hours. We're at like 45 hours. I'm so stoked. I'm possibly going to be there, except I'm getting my vaccination, my second dose the day before, and I might not be up to it. So if I'm not streaking across the stage, guys, it's because I got He's my throwing up in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, we're very excited, guys. Uh, next week, we're going to kind of cover the draft, where we were right, where we were wrong. Um, it'll be a couple of days before our first rookie draft. So we'll, we'll kind of revisit that and see if uh, where our rankings might have changed after the draft. And um yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And then after that, we're going to be getting straight into Dynasty and Devi startups and, and uh, you know, rank overall rankings and throwing in the, 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 the other guys that aren't rookies and everything else. So a uh, lot of stuff coming up. We're, we're really excited about fantasy season will be officially underway uh, very, very shortly. Um, anything you guys want to add before we head out today? No, uh, I can't think of anything. All right. Uh, Pits or trade down. That's my only advice to any Falcons GM or coach listening. Pits or trade down. Well, what is Trey Lance? You're just going to cry and I'm going to watch it. Well, if you want Trey Lance, then trade the fuck down and get him. Don't. I don't want him. him. He's just going to get picked And there. don't pick him over fields. If you pick him over fields, you deserve to be fired. Dude, I just want to be. I just want to see the shit storm that would happen on the internet. <laughs> yeah, well, that shit storm will be <laughs> your bad. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's all right. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't. But um, yeah, last question before we head out, guys. Just for my own selfish uh, pleasure, uh, who do you guys have mocked to the Browns? I can tell you, I had Mr. <laughs> I had Eric Stokes going to the Browns. Y'all need another corner. And I think Eric Stokes at the end of the first is crazy for y'all to get. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'd be cool with that. Nathan? Yeah, I think they're going defense here. Uh, Stokes or Tyson Campbell, one of those late first round, early second round guys makes a lot of sense. Uh but I had them, if Jalen Phillips falls here, I think they're going to go with him uh, on, as an edge rusher um, because, you know, Clowney's okay, but he's honestly, especially in third down situations, he's probably better to be moved inside and rush from the inside and disrupt. And if you had him doing that while you had Jalen Phillips and Miles Garrett on the edge, uh, that would be a nightmare. So uh, I think if he f- fell to them at 26, that would be really good value. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have Christian Barmore um, going to mm. them. They just let go of uh, Sheldon Richardson. 
mm-hmm. kind of so that they can make the room for Jadavion Clowney. So yeah. I think that uh, Barmore is – he's the best defensive tackle in the draft, and I didn't really know where else to have him go. So I, I had him Bucks, go one pick before to the Jaguars. Okay, actually, I had a Morig, the safety, going going in that spot. Yeah, but, they uh, need safety and D-tackle, so it's going to be one of those two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah no if if uh, Barmore does fall to the to the to the Browns I think they'd be thrilled but I like both of y'all's mm-hmm. picks I'm not I'm not I mean obviously both of y'all's picks were Georgia picks so that helps me like it but uh, yeah Eric Stokes Tyson Campbell Barmore I think there's a lot of ways they can go but anyways uh, with that I think uh, we can conclude this episode guys we appreciate y'all listening we're know that you're just excited about us for the draft um guys before we head out let me please give you the twitter handle uh last week i asked you to follow our twitter without giving you the twitter handle so the twitter handle is the ff dogs it's at the ff dogs so hit us up Yes, please go follow us. I think right now we're rocking 15 followers, so we need to pump those numbers up a little bit. Those are rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. So help us help us expand. And it's the correct way to spell dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Yes, D-A-W-G-S. Yes, that's correct. The FF Dogs D-A-W-G-S. So Yes, I told you guys to follow us last time without giving you the handle. I apologize. Um, and for those of you that pulled a Sherlock Holmes and found us anyway, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, we have whoever lives in Australia ones. that listens to us. I can see those analytics. So, good day, mate. Whenever yes. you see this or listen, and please don't be insulted by that god awful Australian shrimp accent. on the bobby. You know what I mean? Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> oh my god, I know. <laughs> Gosh, we have such a uh, you'll, you'll love it, Australian man or woman, or you know, whatever non pronoun you deserve or yeah. want to go by. Let, let, let's stop this, let's just go. Michael, you why did you fuck up our ending? <laughs> yes, now we have no <laughs> listeners. No, well, that, guys, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back next week to cover the madness that is the NFL draft, and uh, we're very excited for that. So, thanks for listening. For Nathan and Micah, this is Josiah, Fantasy Dogs out.